Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Monday, March 15, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Another great show coming up for you tonight. David Panyota of the fourth period will be joining myself and Christian to talk all things Islanders and what's going on around the league. Big stuff coming up. As you know, the Islanders are doing quite well in the NHL, in the standings, performing in their games. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? I'm doing very well, Sean. How's everything with you, buddy? I'm doing well also. Christian, do you think maybe, like, going forward, you can try to come up with some more, you know, just just change up the answers, even if it's not true. You know, you're doing very well every week, which is great. I'm glad you're doing well. But, you know, we, we got to mix it up, man. Just, All right, you know. ask me again. Christian, how are you? I am terrible. Oh, Let I me mean, I didn't want to go dark with it. Just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just mix it up I'll a little bit. Why? What do you want me to do? All right. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll rehearse, we'll rehearse uh, you know, outside. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm swell, Shawnee. How are, thank you for asking. It's that's, so kind that's of you. That's great. You're doing it's better so, already. Better so already. So great. So, folks, I couldn't thank ask you. for a better co-host <laughs> that's right. than Sean Cuthbert. Wow, that's great. You're doing great now. So, thank you so much for tuning into twitch.tv slash... Hockey Night NY. Want to remind you all that we are proud to be sponsored by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and fantastic service. And remember, you can check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com so you can get your order ready before you show up. You can show up and you see Donnie and say, hey, man, I want the poke check. I want the Hockey Night in New York. You always want the right? Hockey, New York. Hockey exactly. Night in New York. Exactly. We're also proudly sponsored by a voice over IP company known as Thai Technology, providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal services of companies like Spectrum, Optum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. Sounds exciting. It does. Three free months. It's it's pretty solid. Sign me up. Sign me up. Once once we start our own business, <laughs> sign me up for those three free months. Where we where we necessitate a network of phones. <laughs> we don't have that yet, but Thai technology will be the first people, obviously, that we call. By the way, one of our uh, subscribers, viewers, whatever you want to call it, already asked me if I was better than an Oliver Wallstrom wrist shot. It's a great question. Uh, Stuff to top. I would say I'm doing better than a goaltender that has to face an Oliver Wallstrom well wrist shot. Well said. Nice job, Christian. You're clever sometimes. Yeah, it happens. Sometimes. So, Christian, the Islanders beat the Bruins again, if you want to go way back in history at the beginning of the week, in a shootout. They rolled through three games with the Devils to extend their win streak to nine games. The point streak is at 12 at 11-0-1. And going into uh, tonight, the Isles were sitting on top of the entire league. Yeah. What do you say, CA? Well, certainly the Islanders are finding ways to win in about every fashion you could imagine, right? They're finding ways yes. to beat really good teams. They're finding ways Indeed. to beat really bad teams. They're finding ways to overcome crazy scenarios like like Sunday night's game in New Jersey, which was 
bizarro to say the least. So the there was fact a lot that, going on. The fact that the game <laughs> ended the way it did was the icing on the cake of what was a bizarre afternoon for the New York Islanders who had to deal with uh, the surprise of J.G. Pajot going on the COVID protocol list, the uber surprise of Noah Dobson going on the, pro- the protocol list. Just minutes before the game started, Sebastian Ajo having to rush to get dressed and missed, I guess, the first couple minutes of the game as he was getting his gear on in the locker room. And then, of course, the game itself, which was bizarre in its own right, the way it, it played out. Of course, the Islanders, it looked like P.K. Subban scored the game-winning goal yes. for the New Jersey Devils. And then it's ruled offsides, and the Islanders went in the shootout. Like, you just can't make that up. So yeah. the Islanders are finding every way to win, uh, which is a, is a great thing, because that's what, what what's the old saying? Good teams find ways to win, and that's what the Islanders are doing. And I feel like in another dimension, maybe 10 to 20 years ago, it would be, I don't know, some Islander defenseman scoring the game winner in OT only for the offsides call <laughs> to call it back. And then the Islanders losing the shootout. So it's nice to see them benefiting from the situation. And like you said, they're literally finding every different way, way to win games. Yeah. And that's a great thing, despite the, the competition they're facing. Because, look, a lot of great things to talk about. The fact they're on top of the league, the fact that they're on top of their division, they are beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. But... You look at this nine-game winning streak, and I think it's worth at least mentioning the fact that seven of those nine games were against the Devils and the Sabres, who are the two worst teams in the division. You might argue that Buffalo is the worst in the league. I think you were making a case for that last week. I think the Buffalo Sabres are making a case for that last week. (laughs) They are definitely trying very hard. I am just pointing out what's already very well blatant to anyone who's ever watched a game of hockey. You know what? It's blatant to anyone who's never watched a game of hockey in their life, how bad Buffalo is. But uh, (laughs) that's a fair fair point. But also, it goes back to what what I was saying before. Good teams find ways to win. You beat the the teams you're supposed to beat, right? So the Islanders are supposed to beat the Buffalo Sabres. The Islanders are supposed to beat the New Jersey Devils. And in years past, we've certainly seen, seen good New York Islander teams not beat these teams. In fact, they've played right. down to those teams, yes. and they've lost those games. So yes. in the grand scheme of things, yes, the Islanders have beaten the Buffalo Sabres up a lot. <laughs> yeah. The Islanders have beaten up the New Jersey Devils yeah. a lot. That's okay because that's what they're supposed to do. I agree. And right I now, <laughs> you need all the points you can get because now you're going into a stretch where you're going to see Boston in, who they've found ways to win. They've dominated. You're going to see Philadelphia. You're going to see Pittsburgh. You're going to yeah. see the New York Rangers, who they're – Somewhat out of the playoff picture, but they're still a tough team to yes. play against. No, the, the the big test is coming now. Yes, now so, that these games are out of the way. So if they didn't win, if we're talking, if they won, only won a handful of those games, we're not sitting here going, "Well, it's Buffalo, it's you know, it's 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 uh, it's New Jersey, whatever." Blah blah blah. We're saying, yeah. "Well, they lost games that they should have been win- winning." So I've never understood that where people want to take away credit from for winning these games because I get, it, I get it. They're the easy opponent. They're the right. team you're supposed. And fans to be. are gonna fan. You know, fair, but at the same time, you can't have it both ways. Those are the same people that would be yelling and screaming that uh, they didn't. They did, didn't of win course, games, so of course. But look, you just want to keep everything in perspective, yeah. right? Because you know, if let's just say they went through the whole season playing just the Sabers and the Devils, and they end up on top of the division, you're not going to say to yourself, "Oh, well, clearly they're the class of the East," right? Because you got to be able to go in and beat right. Washington, beat Philly. So, look, but sprinkle well, in there, they've beaten Boston. You know, they've beaten good yeah, teams. Yeah, and and so on, the, on the flip side of the coin, you have Boston getting blown out in games against the Rangers. Right. Right, what? They lost 4 nothing not too long ago. I think there was another blowout score even before that. So, you know, you can look at these other teams that you, you consider the competition in the division, and they're struggling a little bit against these lesser teams, if right. you will. So, yeah, I'm not trying to take any credit away from the Islanders. Certainly sounds like and they are. I'm just trying to keep things 
real and in perspective. That's it. That's show me a nine game winning streak in the, in this you know collection of games that are coming up now. Show oh no, me. this is this is where one, this streak ends at some point here. I think the Islanders, I hope you're wrong, I, but I mean it's it's you know well it's these very are possible. these are good teams. I mean not right. again to, to the point that you're saying. I'm obviously just messing with you, but to the point that you're saying though, these are good teams and these are going to be yeah. the toughest toughest matchups they're going to have in a little while. Plus, you add on to the fact that you have now Anders Lee, who's not on the lineup. He's right, out on course. LTIR. Right. You hopefully you're going to get JG Pajot back after him missing a game on the COVID protocol list. He's back now, so that's a good sign, not only for um, for Pajot not testing positive or whatever the case of, may have been that he ended up on the protocol list. Yeah. Uh, but for the Islanders going forward, they have him back in the lineup, and then Noah Dobson. You'd hope will be in the similar boat tomorrow when they play the Washington Capitals where he comes off that protocol list because of whatever the reason he was on. It was it was short-lived, and you could hope that yeah. for not only his personal health but the health of the of franchise going forward in this, yeah. this season. Yeah, hopefully it was just similar to something um, like Josh Bailey, right? He ended up on the list. Right, well, that was... And the, it was like a 48-hour yeah. thing. Right, he had kids, and his, right. his kid's teacher had Pesky tested... Pesky children. His, had, had tested positive, and then one of his sons, I believe, his youngest son... Youngest or middle? One of his sons had mm-hmm. had COVID-like symptoms, tested positive, and it turned out to be a false positive, which is a, a sigh of relief on a Absolutely. bigger level considering yep. um, what could have been the severity of the situation. But obviously the big thing now is Anders Lee not being in the Islanders lineup. That's the Islanders' top goal scorer at the moment. He's been having a heck of a season this year for the Islanders. He's really come into his own this year, and a lot yep. of the talk has been, especially recently, his play and how um, impressive it's been as of late as well for the Islanders. So it is a, a tough time to lose your captain, to lose the, the heartbeat of the team, as many have said, and your top goal scorer. Absolutely. And it's a shame because up until then, the Islanders were really firing on all cylinders. And it's not so often that you can look up and down the lineup and being like, you know what? Everybody's pulling their weight to one degree or another. That doesn't mean everybody's scoring, getting on the score sheet, but I feel like you could go up and down the roster pre-Anders Lee's injury, the games leading up to that, and I don't think there was a lot to complain about. No. Anybody who was, who was getting out on the ice was contributing in yeah. one way, shape, yeah. or form. And you don't get that all the time. Maybe you get it for a couple of games. You get it for a game or two, whatever. And then, then you know, you're back complaining about Josh Bailey or <laughs> Michael Del Cole or whoever it is. Right. But I just feel like you know they were really just, I love using this phrase, I do it all the time, but well-oiled machine, right? Everybody gets out there. And the forwards are doing their job. The defense are taking care of business. Mm-hmm. They're keeping pucks away from the goaltender. And when they do get to the goaltender, either Varlamov or Sorokin, for the most part, have been keeping them out of the net. Yeah. So, like you said, this is going to be a big test for this team, especially with the fact that Lee's going to be out for we don't know how long, and with the schedule getting tougher here down the road. And I think the bigger indication of how the severity of the injury and what the Islanders' potential plans are with Lee out was the fact that they put him on long term, uh, a long term injured reserve. Right? I don't. I believe that the next game he'd be available for wouldn't be till April April sixth. I want to say against Washington. Okay. Um, but he has to miss. T- it's ten games and twenty four days. Okay. So that would. I think that lines up. <laughs> That's fine. But that's the, but the, the case in point is they clearly don't think he's coming back anytime soon, and now right. it gives them the flexibility, especially with the deadline approaching somewhat soon, to ma- make a, man, a move there with the seven million to the ability to go over the cap by seven million. Plus, they already have the salary wiggle room right. with the Johnny Boychuk LTIR situation. For a man who doesn't typically play his hand, 
putting Anders Lee on the LTIR right away pretty much tells you, I think, like you, you, you're you essentially saying, that the Islanders are looking to replace Anders Lee. Or, or at least acquire something or somebody. Right, and I think it be, it was clear going even before that point that the Islanders were going to make some sort of move. There had been mm-hmm. a lot of chatter as far as potentially in the, the Leo Komarov deal in mm-hmm. the works. I know that our next guest, Dave Panyota, the fourth period, they had written about the fact that there was some chatter between the Islanders and the Florida Panthers that uh, – there was some interest in a Brett Connolly for a Leo Komarov swap in there, um, which would have been interesting to see if it played out or sure. if it panned out. And uh, it certainly kind of changes the dynamic or changes possibly what Lou Lamorell is looking to bring in for the Islanders as they hit that stretch run of the season. Remember last year, you know, they weren't afraid to bring in help when they needed it. And obviously yeah. without uh, Adam Pellick, which I think is kind of a similar similar situation that the Islanders were in last year, they lose a key piece of their their team, Adam Pellick, last year defensively. Honestly, now offensively, not only offensively, but, but being the captain and the team leader as well, it's a hard hard thing to overcome, and it's a hard person to replace on and off the ice. So it will be interesting to see. I know a lot of people have talked about Taylor Hall. Kyle Palmieri's name has been thrown out there, and we can obviously ask Dave when he gets on with us in just a few minutes here. And we will. So with that, folks, thank you for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night in New York. Oh, sorry, sorry, hockey night and why. Mm-hmm. And for tuning in on your favorite podcast platforms, we're going to take a break. When we come back, David Panyota of the fourth period will join us. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum thai technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com that's thai t-i-e technology.com thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service the only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders Therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching Hockey Night in New York on twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. It is time for On the Line and joining us right now from the fourth period is Mr. 
David Paniota. David, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you back on the show. Let's get going here. Lots to talk about in Islander country and around the league. So let's get it going, and let's talk. Let's start off the top here with the fact that you were halfway through the season, uh, a lot of in-division play going on right now. And my first question for you, since it's so difficult to really look around the league and gauge you know, who the top teams are because they're not playing each other, who do you consider to be the top contenders right now in the NHL? What makes them the real deal? Well, um, you know, first of all, I mean, you got you got to go back to the defending champs. Uh, I think that's that's certainly one of the clubs definitely out there. Um, you know, forty points so far on the season. Again, defending Stanley Cup champions. This is just such a well-rounded group. They're playing well. Vasilevsky has been fantastic, and they got Kucherov kind of starting to slowly come back. So that'll be something they're going to have to figure out. Uh, if he's ready to go before the playoffs, but I'm, I'm throwing Tampa up there. Uh, look, the Islanders are just one of probably the deepest teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, riding another hot goalie in Barlamov. I mean, I'm throwing I'm throwing the Isles up there, even with the, the injury to Anders Lee. Um, you know, the Islanders are, are definitely a team that's up there. Washington looks solid as well, and and Vegas for me is certainly a powerhouse in the National Hockey League, especially in the Western side of things. Uh, but those would be, I'd say the Islanders, Tampa, Vegas, for me, are some of the top teams that are that are up there, Toronto, mm, kind of right behind them. Dave, you mentioned the Islanders there, and obviously the injury to Anders Lee. We were just talking about it before we went to the break, and certainly that, uh, I, I think, has to have changed the Islanders' plans, especially with the trade deadline. What have you been hearing as far as murmurs around the New York Islanders and what could be what potential moves could be made down the line as we get closer to that April 12th deadline? And has it changed in the last uh, 72 hours or so with the Anders Lee news? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would imagine it has. Um, but I don't know that definitively yet, but I would imagine that, you know, you don't have a player of his capability uh, in, in the lineup going, going to the second half of the season. Uh, you're, you're probably going to want to try to, to replace that in some, in some fashion. That's, that would be my guess. That's, that's what I would do. Um, before that, they were definitely looking to, to shore up their top nine. They wanted to bring in somebody on the left side that could play with Pajot, with Wallstrom to be part of that third line unit. And then you have the injury to Anders Lee. And now you've got a little bit more flexibility. If he is done for the regular season, uh, and it sounds like it'll probably be around that, then it gives you an opportunity to utilize his cap relief by placing him on LTIR uh, to, to bring in somebody that can still play third line once you've got a full roster, but is capable of playing higher up in the lineup. Talking with Dave Fagnota from the fourth period. This is On the Line, brought to you, brought to you by our friends over at Tide Technology. And Dave, you had mentioned the the depth of the New York Islanders, and it's certainly not something we've heard around these parts for for a long, long time. Uh, from from that outside perspective, when you will, when you look at the New York Islanders and their depth, where where do you see the most depth on this team, and and how has that paid off during this uh, this shortened season? You, you've got guys that are willing to put their body on the line uh, throughout this entire lineup. Lines one through four, defensive pairs one, two, three. Uh, you, you've got guys that are willing to go all out. And they're, they're willing to get a little bit dirty if they need to. They're, they're willing to muck things up. 
they're willing to get into the to those dirty areas, and they they have that passion that comes along with wanting to win. And you're seeing that consistently up and down the lineup. You've got guys that are willing to put themselves second in order for the team to win. And that, for me, is what separates this team from almost every other team in the National Hockey League at, at this point. And, and from a depth perspective, you've got arguably the best, best fourth line in the National Hockey League. Uh, fourth line in quotes, but that's you know more or less what they are. Matt Martin, Casey Sezikis, Cal Clutterbuck, but they are ridiculously effective. And they've been contributing offensively as well. So for me, with with having that type of unit, and this isn't a surprise for the rest of the, rest of the league. We've seen what these guys are capable of doing the last couple of seasons together. But you know, they're they're really they're they're, they're making a name for themselves. The team is in terms of how this team plays. You add in the system that Barry Trotz brings in, and it just complements everybody's style. Dave, it's funny you mentioned the, the Islanders' fourth line there, and early in the year there was certainly some chatter uh, around these parts that perhaps that the dominance of the fourth line had come to an end. Now, with hindsight being twenty twenty, now we've certainly seen that kind of go the other way, especially in the last couple of weeks with the fourth line really putting up those numbers and, and being a lot more productive than they were early on in the season. But when when you look at that fourth line, how long how long of a, a, a lifespan do you think it still has left? Obviously, this season it's still it's still doing what it needs to do but how long do you think that it's still going to be that quote-unquote fourth best fourth line in hockey well i mean you, you know you look at the guys and and where they're at and, and they're in their early 30s i guess clutterbuck would be the oldest of of the three uh, a couple years up on on marty i think uh, three years up on on Tzizikas or around the same um but they're all in in their their early 30s and they're going to start creeping up a little bit um of course Tzizikas needs a new deal he's a ufa at at the end of the season uh, Clutterbuck with one year, uh, Matt Martin's got, got three more to go. Um, but I would say, I mean, it, it, I think you're going to want to certainly keep this group together. So Suzekis, you know, I would imagine they're going to, they're going to figure out at some point here in, in the next little while, uh, little while being after the trade deadline, probably after the season, cause you've got to get the priorities going. Um, but I would imagine he's, he's going to stick around. Clutterbuck, a little bit older, 33, as I said, you know, it's, it's going to start creeping up. So I would imagine you've got a couple more years of this, depending on, on how long they're, they're all together. But if they keep playing as effectively as they have been, I mean, why wouldn't you want to keep them together? That's true. Yeah, no, you make a very good argument, David. And I guess let's just talk about what, what Christian and yourself already kind of started chatting about is this, this absence now of Anders Lee. He's going to be out of the lineup for a while. Is there anybody perhaps in, on your radar that you think might be on Lou Lamarillo's radar as far as how the Islanders might want to replace him? And if not replace, I suppose just supplement the squad uh, in his very, very large absence. You know, it's, it's, it's tricky because, to a certain extent, because you, you've got to, and this, this isn't just for, for Lou and the Islanders, this is for everybody. You've got to, in the back of your mind, keep Seattle in there. You've you got to yeah. keep that you know, in the mix because you don't want to bring in a guy that's not on an expiring contract. I'll use Ricardo Raquel as an example out in Anaheim who would look pretty darn good on this team. Sure. Um, but he's got another year left on his deal. So you risk either you have to protect him exposing somebody else or you leave him open. You give up something, even though he's got one year to go, you expose him. You, there, there are risks involved there. And, and of course, other players with, with term left on their deal. So I would imagine they're probably 
the preference would be to go after somebody on an expiring contract. Um, so whether it's, you know, a, a, a Cal Palmieri, for example, um, I, I'm, I'm sure the name's been, been tossed around a lot. Uh, whether it's, you know, things don't work out in Buffalo with Taylor Hall. Maybe you go that direction. You tell Buffalo to eat a chunk of the salary and you look to add him into that, into the fold. And then, you know, you, you, you spread things out come playoff time once Anders Lee comes back in the mix. I, again, expi- guys on expiring deals are probably the route that, that they're going to go. Um, unless you're talking about a much bigger deal and, and, you know, then you're probably taking somebody off the roster. But I, I would imagine given the circumstances that they're in, you're probably looking for a guy on an expiring deal. Those guys I mentioned, Mikel Granlin and so on. For sure. And, and speaking of the, the circumstance that the Islanders are in, and for a lot of fans out there, I suppose more on the younger side, they're not used to the Islanders being in these circumstances, being considered a contender in this league by somebody such as yourself. And, you know, you see the banter on social media or even just back and forth between fans. You have some conversations with friends and it comes up, you know, the trade deadline's coming and, you know, the Islanders got to add, they got to fill in Lee's spot. Oh, but don't give up a first round pick or, oh, you got to make sure you hold on to those two picks that you got from Colorado in the Taves deal. So, you know, it's, I mean, now is the time, right? This is, I mean, this is a win now team. You look up and down this roster, the talent that they have, the ages of some of the guys on this team, you kind of throw that stuff to the win, right? I mean, Lula Amarillo and Barry Trotz want to win. That's why they were brought here. I mean, can you maybe just, assuming that you're on the same side as me here, you know, maybe just kind of, I guess, uh, reassure the fans here that you worry about the future later when you got a shot at the Cup now. Those guys want to win. The players want to win. The owners want to win. Uh, I mean, this, this is an opportunity to go after it. And when you're a team that has a 23-year-old Matt Barzell, that you've got a 20-year-old Oliver Wallstrom, that you've got 22-year-old Kiefer Bellows that's, that's starting to now come into his own. Beauvillier is 23. I, I don't see, and of course, Dobson on the back end and, and some of the kids that you have coming up in the system. Sorokin, 25 years old. You can afford to miss a couple draft picks, even though you know perhaps they're high picks in terms of rounds. You can absolutely afford to make that move. You, you obviously, it's, of course, it's a risk, and of course, you know that that plays a factor. Sure. But you got to make these you got to make these calculated decisions. And with the way that the Isles are positioned right now, now's as best time as any to go for it. And this may be uh, you know an indirect blessing from a cap perspective that that you know leaves out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if this team didn't have the depth that they had, I would be a little more concerned. But they've got that. You spread the ice around a little bit more. You give a little more time to some other guys on the team. Bailey gets a little bit more ice time. You know, uh, Nelson gets a little bit more ice time to, to supplement until you bring somebody in. Now's the time to do it. If you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. And again, based on, you know, their, their, their prospect pool, some of the kids that are already on this team, I don't see why you wouldn't want to make that, that leap right now if the right opportunity popped up. Talking with Dave Panyota of the fourth period here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. And Dave, moving more towards the broader scope of the league, obviously the trade deadline uh, a little a little less than a month away now. With so many so many teams kind of in this position, especially with the flat cap this year, is this a trade deadline where we're going to see a lot of activity, a little activity? Where on the on the spectrum is this uh, going to be as far as excitement and worth, worth watching the whole day uh, once April twelfth hits? <laughs> yeah, I think 
I, it's it's going to come down to how creative a lot of these GMs are going to get um, in in utilizing other teams to help offset some cap restrictions for a lot of clubs. We saw this a uh, little under the radar last year, but at the trade deadline, you know, Toronto actually helped out Vegas with the with the Robin Leonard deal and Chicago to to make that all happen. They ended up getting him for four minutes, basically, but retained salary, got a pick out of it. Um, I, I can see a lot of teams going this route because you've got teams like Detroit, like Los Angeles, Ottawa, that are willing to eat a little bit of salary if they're incentivized in some fashion to do it. So I think we're going to see some of those creative type of moves take place. But overall, I, I view this more, I mean, you know, certainly from, an, from a cap perspective, there are challenges. And that's why I think we're going to see some creativity. But overall, there's as much talk now as there's been in the past. The only teams that really get affected by this are the Canadian clubs because you got the 14-day quarantine in Canada and you need roughly five to seven days to get your legs back. So other than the Canadian clubs, the other 26 teams in the league have an, oppor- uh, an opportunity here, or 24, have an opportunity here uh, to, to still do some wheeling and dealing with one another. So I, th- I still think we're going to see some activity. We may see more deals happen in the days leading up to the deadline than we have typically in the past, but there's still going to be activity. And that's exactly what, what I was just about to ask you, Dave. <laughs> with, with obviously the uncertainty, the, the, the world that we live in right now, do you, do you see maybe we get more deals than, than I suppose normal, you know, kind of happen even before the deadline because of, you know, I guess depending on the city or the situation, right, whether it's a 10-day quarantine, a 14-day quarantine, whatever the case may be, maybe see some general right. managers pull the trigger so that they can get these guys actually on the ice a little sooner than, than waiting till the actual trade deadline. Right, and it's going to take a little bit of commitment from ownership as well across the league because, you know, maybe you want to offset – uh, and, and downsize the, the quarantine time by sending out a private jet or, you know, whatever to, to help things out. Um, you know, so those kinds of, there are ways to mitigate and, and lessen the actual, you know, quarantine across the league other than up where I am because Canada's a little nuts with everything and I get it, but, um, you know, they got the, they got the 14 day thing. So if you're coming in, you got to wait like, like Dubois did in Winnipeg right. uh, coming from Columbus. He had to do his, his time. So, I think, like I said, I think the Canadian teams more so than anything might be a little more active unless they're dealing with themselves. And really it's Ottawa and Vancouver that are going to be selling out of the group. Um, other than that, you could see if they're dealing with a U.S. based club, probably some wheeling and dealing happening in the next couple of weeks or starting um, and then kind of going from there. But, but like I said, there, the, the amount of talk right now might even be a little bit at this stage a month out or four weeks might be a little bit higher than normal. But that's just more of a feeling out process because of all the other, you know, crap that the guy's got to deal with outside of just negotiating a trade. I think one of the more fascinating teams in this whole whole scenario, at least in the East Division, is going to be Buffalo. They have a lot of assets that people obviously are going to want. Jack Eichel has been someone who's been talked about a lot, especially in this market where uh, a lot of a lot of. Uh, Rumors about him potentially going to the New York Rangers. As far as the Buffalo Sabres, because I find them to be the most fascinating team in the world now That's because of how it. bad they are <laughs> and just the, the bizarre scenarios that they find themselves almost on a, a weekly basis. But what do you see them being as far as um, trading partners with a lot of teams down here uh, south of the Canadian border? Yeah, I mean, but first of all, I don't know. Uh, I, I get the Rangers' interest. I'm, I'm I know they're interested. I'm, I'm sure they're going to try something in the summer, but 
I mean, I don't know how you pull it off now. Right. They, they don't have any cap space. So, and plus, uh, Michael's done for the season. So that's, that's the other factor here as well. He's, he's not going to be playing again this season. I would be shocked if that, if that happens. Um, outside of that, uh, yeah, they're, they're, you're, you're looking at, I mean, it depends how creative they ultimately get, but Eric Stahl is going to get traded. Brandon Montour is going to get traded. Um, they have other pieces on this roster that, you know, aren't pending UFAs that they're going to, they're going to be willing to entertain some, some calls on. And, you know, some of these might be more hockey related deals, you know, like a Sam Reinhardt, for example, signs a one year deal. He's an RFA at the end of, at the end of the season. Um, there, there's going to be, you know, certainly a lot of interest in him. They're willing to listen. I, I don't know definitively which way they go, but based on the way this guy has performed, especially in this, in that market and, and on that team, there's a lot of value tied tied to him. So this may, we may see deals involving these types of players, like, like a, a Sam Reinhardt take place in the off season, mm-hmm. but you could see a lot of legwork that kind of happens over the, the, these next few weeks. Obviously they got to figure out what's going on with Taylor Hall. I believe they started those discussions with his agent, Darren Ferris, uh, to see what that's all going to look like. I would imagine we will have some type of indication as I, I, I would think sometime this week, uh, from somebody that, you know, whether they're getting there or there's any progress in terms of, of getting an extension done. If you're the Buffalo Sabres and you've got a player like Taylor Hall who has actually played well other than only finding the back of the net a couple times, um, he's actually overall played well. If you've got a guy of this caliber that wants to stay, I, I, given all the crap you've had to deal with, I think you take you, you take the necessary steps to try to sign him. But again, they'll figure that out in short order because if they can't, then they got to move him and they'll they'll get a pretty decent haul for him. Oh, absolutely. No pun intended. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> very very well. Very good. Very good. Uh, Dave, I did want to ask you about obviously the the other big deal, big hockey related deal was the ESPN uh, NHL deal that was announced earlier this week. Uh, obviously bringing in uh, Hulu and ESPN Plus into the mix with all of it, along with the Disney company, which owns um, owns those properties. What does that mean for the league and, and the big picture here? Because obviously there's a lot of different elements to to that rights deal with the NHL and with ESPN. Uh, it's, if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of uh, there's a lot of games that are being streamed exclusively on ESPN Plus with a um, about 25 games that are going to be nationally televised on regular ESPN and ABC. Then of course the playoffs but so what is what is the big picture uh what does this deal mean yeah. for the nhl in the big picture well there's a few things i mean the obvious one is the monetary side you're, you're getting just about 420 million bucks a year just from your age just from one partner versus the 200 million you've been getting a year from nbc so you've already doubled more than doubled your television revenue from the u.s rights holders with one deal and you still have another package to sell so from a from a dollars and cents perspective, that makes a heck of a lot of a lot of sense, and that that's a big takeaway. The sidebar to that, which goes to the second point, is the visibility, and to have ESPN putting so much more attention or more they, they might be placing actual attention now <laughs> on, on the NHL hockey exists. Uh, what? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're gonna they're gonna start putting more emphasis on it, especially right. next season once they get things going. So now you've got that market and, and that audience that is going to even indirectly start getting tapped into, into the league and the visibility expands and that could lead 
to higher revenue from a sponsor perspective because now you can go to your sponsors or prospective uh, brand partners and say, hey, look, we're national, legit. We're everywhere. We're, yeah. we're on ABC. We're on ESPN. We're all over the digital world. We've got whatever partnership we have with the Plan B uh, partner uh, or, or Partner B. I guess that's, that's going to come in. So right. that, that's, a, that's another huge takeaway. And then the other one is digital. Because of how much emphasis is being placed on digital with this deal, you're going to see a lot more over these next seven years, uh, a, a lot more of an emphasis placed on digital content, not just from ESPN, but from the NHL specifically. The, the, there's going to be a lot that's going to be tied to it. Of course, you know, there's going to be other sponsorship deals and partners and, and all kinds of other stuff. But to have the additional visibility on the digital side, you know, you touched on it, 25 games on linear. So 25 on television during the regular season, 75 exclusive broadcasts during the regular season on ESPN plus uh, slash slash Hulu. And then you've got on ESPN plus over a thousand games a season. That'll be there replacing NHL TV. So that was a huge play to be part of it. And I, we're going to see other leagues that are going to put a lot more emphasis on the digital side once their deals start renewing. But, but those three takeaways are, are the biggest ones here. And then we'll see what the next deal is. I believe it's going to be around the $200 million mark. Um, wow. So you could, I mean, you're probably going to see the league will triple what they've made over these last 10 years per year and a little bit more than that. Well, that sounds like it's pretty good for the league. <laughs> well, Dave, yeah. Dave yeah. <laughs> fantastic stuff. Awesome, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. And I uh, can't wait to have you on again. You got it. Me too. Thanks for having me. You got it, David. Take care. All right, folks. That was the great Dave Panyota from the fourth period joining us covering plenty plenty of aisles, plenty of NHL. And the ESPN deal, why don't we just pick up right from there? Yeah, well, because I'm already seeing a lot of of silliness in the chat. And uh, I I don't get it. So so here's the thing. I get ESPN spurned the NHL, you know, over (laughs) over. You know, ten years ago now, or almost almost bordering twenty years at this point. Um, back in '04, after the you know the lockout and everything, they you know ESPN. If I was them, I would abandon it too, right? The the league was terrible. The game was not good. You didn't have a, a high number of viewership. There was a lot. There was a lot of reasons why the NHL was in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. NHL goes locks out and comes back better, right? There's an argument to be made that the NHL post-05 lockout came out much better and put the league on a much better path than it did than where it was going into that 05 lockout. There's there's clearly something to be said for that. And I I think a lot of people who observe the league and and watch the league will will fairly say that. I get the idea that that ESPN didn't take the NHL seriously or, or as serious as people would have liked at the end of it, right? That's fair? Sure. But you have to look at what the ESPN brand brings to the NHL. And it's the same thing that Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz brought to the New York Islanders, and that is legitimacy. Nice 100%. Metaphor there. Well done. Legitimacy. You look at the leagues that the that ESPN is in bed with, the NFL, most popular league in the United States, most profitable league in the United States, the NBA, one of the most profitable brands not only in the United States but across the globe. Right. Major League Baseball, boring, hate it, very not fun <laughs> sport to watch. They're still – <laughs> One of the most profitable leagues in the world, and, and, and you know, and then there's hockey. So I don't understand this this kind of deflection. Oh my god, well, we're going to ESPN. It's going to be ruined. How could they do? Like, well, Christian, the ESPN because, deal. I'll tell you, what. will bring in. Go ahead. So much more 
opportunities for the NHL. It brings in so many more eyeballs. It makes it relevant outside of just hockey fans. And I think hockey fans need to get out of that their, that that space where they're, they kind of want to be in this exclusive club where, oh, hockey's the best sport. And they always got to, we always got to hear, uh, you know, they're handing out the, the Lombardi trophy. Oh, if this was the Stanley <laughs> Cup, everybody would get it and the, right. the players would, who cares? Like, like the, the fact that people have to do that drives me nuts because it's such a, please love my sport. Like, you love hockey. That's fine. You don't need to take any other sport down. Because it's more successful, it's more profitable, it's more, it's much more notoriety behind the NFL, behind the NBA, behind Major League Baseball. I get that there are a lot of drawbacks to those leagues, mm. and I'm sure there's a lot of things that people who love the pure sport of each of those leagues yeah. hate about those leagues and hate about having ESPN in bed with them. But at the end of the end of the day, there's a reason why my mom, who doesn't know anything about sports, knows who LeBron James is. Knows who I didn't see you going that knows way. Who, okay. uh, knows who Tom Brady is. Knows who these, these athletes are because there's so much cross-pollination, especially with the ESPN ABC Disney brand, right? Mm-hmm. They have their guys that are in these different <laughs> leagues in everything, whether it's ABC, Good Morning America, or any of those other ABC shows that are culturally relevant to people that are not sports fans mm-hmm. or sports fans on ESPN who are going to tune in and, you know, watch the NBA or watch the NFL but don't care about the other sports. But they know the other sports are going on because they hear Stephen A. Smith yelling about it. They hear the <laughs> right. talking heads. Who already has, by the way. Started talking about hockey. Yes. Did yeah. you see that clip? I, don't I mean did. I cut you off. Okay. But that's, that's all I, <laughs> that's but all I You got can there. hate it, yeah. but how many more people – no, we're yeah. exposed to hockey now because well, of it. Well, or exposed to something hockey related because of well, it. Well, first off, Christian, I'd like to congratulate you for 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 getting fired up here on Hockey Night New York for the first time. It took <laughs> it took about nine months, whatever the case may be. So, congrats on that. Love to see it. And look, this is this is the answer to your why you know why is it this way with the fans and stuff like that because you're looking at it and not from a, an incorrect perspective, but from a very practical, very <laughs> league lens, league, you know, league view of the situation, right? Because here's the thing. The fans, they don't care about the revenue. They don't care about um, who else is going to see the sport, who else is, who might potentially watch it. I don't care if Johnny football fan that lives down the block is going to start watching hockey. That doesn't matter to me. You know, all I care about is the coverage. But then you cannot complain that hockey doesn't get its fair shake then. Because if you don't care about the coverage outside of that, then you don't get to complain about the rest of it. And I know you're not talking to me specifically. Oh, no, I'm talking to you. You, Sean I don't complain about it. Sean Cuthbert. I know what you're saying here. But but look, it's... It's just... I do flare my arms a lot, apparently. Yeah, yeah, you're you're flaring... Look, the fire's out, man. I love it. It's it's here. You know what it is? We've we've done a few shows before, pre-Twitch... As yeah. I get a lamp that's next to yeah. <laughs> pre twitch. Lighting folks, it's important. Um and I think I've always moved my arms around a lot. I think you can attest to this, Sean. I can because I sit next to you every time, sadly. But yeah, right. But now that we have the cameras on us, right. people, people yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna just like they can see when arm. you're not paying yeah. attention, you're looking at your laptop. Yeah, no, they see all that stuff. Yeah, they see me scrambling with the buttons, <laughs> you know. <laughs> trying to actually you're just playing piano. Trying to get I wish I was. Um, but but just to get back to that, yeah. it's it's the coverage. I mean, look, even when hockey was broadcast on ESPN, it was very second fiddle to everything else, and we know why because they don't draw the most yeah. you know viewers. They don't draw the sport. most it's money. We understand that, but you know, look, you have these hockey fans with long memories, and they and they remember that, and they say, 
look, you know, they barely cared about hockey when they were there. And now that it's back, you know, it's, you know, I, I think I saw a couple of the comments there, right? Where they're going to be 10th fiddle to, you know, football, baseball, right. basketball, soccer, whatever the case may be. And, and, and yeah, they, they're probably right. And me, I don't, I don't care that they're on ESPN. I just want them to be on a network that is somewhat reputable and I'm able to watch the games. Now, if this is going to increase the NHL's overall quote-unquote value, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, their revenue, great, because that keeps the sport healthy, fine. But I don't care whether they're on ESPN or not. Cool that they are. They're back now on the, you know, whatever, the, the biggest major right network now, a sports network in America, essentially, yeah. right? So that's cool. Great. But, like, for me, it didn't have to happen. But I, I also, I can understand where fans are coming from, where they're like, yeah, big deal, because it's not really going to change much. From a fan perspective, right? Well, what, what do they want? What, okay, so let me ask you this, then. What do you want changed as a, from a fan perspective? What are what are what I are, didn't have a, what are what is what is the what is the ideal and and that's anyone in the chat too if they want to write in and, and let sure. us know because I'm curious I'm genuinely well, I don't curious think it's what any, is it that it's that no, you want to see from the broadcast Christian, coverage that's not being not going to be delivered or wasn't delivered it's no fan's priority to grow the sport like nobody cares about that I mean yeah maybe you it'd be nice to have your sport as number one and you know it was high, more highly rated than basketball, football, and baseball. It's never going to happen. Right. Right? never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It'd be nice, but, like, who cares? I mean, it could happen, All but the... it's a cultural thing in hockey. It's a culture thing. Uh, for sure. There's a lot of things. You can have. A, you can devote a whole show to that, to be honest with you. But, I mean, look, I, maybe I speak for some other fans. Maybe I don't. But as long as there's widespread coverage there, you can watch your favorite team, and the coverage is good, you know, whether it's the – the analysts that are that are covering the game, right? The, your play-by-play guys, your color commentary, your in-between, your your intermission people, just everybody that you know puts a good production together. You know, when you're watching a hockey game, you're saying, "Yeah, that was enjoyable," regardless of what the outcome of the game was. But they, you know, they put a good presentation on. That's essentially all that matters, I think, from a fan's perspective. It doesn't matter what network it is. I mean, let's be reasonable. Like if it's on, you know. Uh, uh, OLN or you know like the the what the home cooking channel right, obviously right. that would be a problem <laughs> but look give me NBC Sports Network give me you well know, NBC Sports Network clearly is not doesn't want to be in bed with they're the done NHL. well they're finished yeah. that's not even going to be a network anymore that's getting phased out well, NBC, NBC Sports- as a whole I, I should really rephrase that NBC is clearly going in, in a different direction in the sense that they're investing more probably into their football uh, you know, football coverage packages that they that they'll eventually have to renew, and they're investing yeah. a lot of money that and money in that. Um, with Sunday Night Football kind of being now the premier kind of football game in the country, where the mm. way Monday Night Football used to be, mm. and I'm sure I could say anything about the NFL, and you go, mm-hmm. you know, well, I have to, yes, it's my job yeah. here. Yeah. You don't know. Um, well, <laughs> oh, I don't. Well, you, you know what's starting this week, right? No, you don't know what's starting this week. Well, I don't know, Christian, because, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, big college basketball Are you starting cooking classes? Big college basketball tournament. Oh, yes, the madness of March. Crazy time. (laughs) Crazy time in the spring. (laughs) Yes, that's that's happening. I'm aware of that. Okay, just wanted to make sure. But as you can tell, it wasn't even the first thing on my mind. I'm like, yeah, what's happening? Like, I didn't know. You could have been talking about something personal. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You got to clear these things up for me. Sports related thing. Yeah. Um, The one thing I will say too, I don't know where I was where we were going with that, but someone just pointed out something very very correctly um, that a lot of it uh, people have to realize a lot of this deal. uh, This was from Mellermenia twenty two. Um, who said that people just have to realize this is about the streaming and less about cable coverage. And there's something to be said said about that. Now, what people also have to understand 
is that is that uh i'm oh, sorry i was reading the I'm comments, reading the comments. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm so sorry um and people have to understand that espn was already kind of sort of in bed with the nhl already what they're doing now because the nhl um this kind of behind you know uh behind the scenes stuff but the nhl has always sort of been in, in bed with Disney for the last couple of years. Their website is run by Disney Streaming. The highlights that are cut are run by Disney Streaming. The NHL.TV is run by Disney Streaming. Disney Streaming is owned by, obviously, Disney, which used to be – Disney Streaming used to be a Major League Baseball advanced media, um, and then that was spun into something else and sold, and, and Disney bought it eventually. And, and Disney Streaming, by the way, is also what runs Hulu, ESPN+, and all their digital assets. So the ESPN is already – Sort of had their hand in the cookie jar with with the NHL already. Sure, and now it's just more official. They're taking over. They're getting rid of NHL TV, um, and they're right. streaming those games through ESPN right. Plus. Great, great. As long as they continue to be televised, that's great. And I'm looking forward to getting Bucci Gross back. I always enjoyed his coverage of of the NHL when he used to do NHL Tonight way back Gary when. Thorne. I hope Gary yeah, Thorne's back. Awesome. Love Gary Thorne. He was excellent. I wonder if they'll they'll is Bill Clement still doing color anyway? Is he still still Bill doing Clement's color for the Flyers? I think so. So then I guess maybe he could still do National with Gary Thorne. That'd be cool to get those guys back together. That'd be very cool. We'll see. But Joe McGrath, one, summed it up perfectly, which is essentially what I was getting at. These are concerns for owners and commissioners. Just bring us the damn cup. Yeah, but there the, it is right there. There are concerns for owners and commissioners, sure, but it has a much broader impact, especially when you're going to complain that Nobody the, 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 flat, the salary cap remains flat. The league has to be profitable, does it okay. not? You sure. want to complain that the salary cap is going to be flat for the next That affects years. the fans a little bit. I'll give this you that. This is a big impact. This okay. is a big impact in making the league more profitable so it gets to the point where you can have a salary cap that moves. Well, if it doesn't, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out and be like, where's the cap going, man? Also, it, it just from a business perspective or even just a casual observer, it never made sense for the NHL to be on this on one network. I think one of the just you know NBC is NBC slash NBCS and whatever you want to call it <laughs> okay. um, slash versus slash whatever OL and whatever <laughs> yes. it used to be called. One of, life. one of the most amazing things to me, and, and I will never forget this. I was sitting in Madison Square Garden. I believe this was right before the outdoor games between the Islanders and the Rangers and the Devils a couple of years ago. Okay. And a lot of the leagues, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, had already had multiple partners when it came to broadcasting. They were working with Fox. They were working with Turner. They were working with um, NBC, ESPN. Instead of just having one broadcast partner, I swear, and I will never forget this. I'm sitting next to another reporter who's doing an interview with Gary Batman ahead of these games at, at Yankee Stadium. And he asked him about the TV contract and the TV deal. Why, why has the NHL given any thought to being on multiple networks? Mm-hmm. And I will never forget this because Gary Batman said it in the most straight-laced way. He said, we are on multiple networks. We're on NBC and we're on NBCSN. And it was okay. just the short-sightedness of, of the business perspective and growing the game and, yeah. and making it so that it's more reachable <clears throat> to more people. And I think that's part of the frustration. People want to say they love hockey and they want to, you know, they want to see the teams do well and all this and they're hockey fans and want to complain when it doesn't get enough coverage. Everybody wants of, to be the best. part of the battle. Everybody wants want their to be, favorite to be the you best. You need to be in bed with these different leagues and especially with ESPN to get coverage, get more people to like the sport instead like of just it, yeah. complaining and sitting on Twitter <laughs> complaining about the Lombardi Trophy being handed to the owners first instead of the Well, players. that is pretty lame, Christian, let's be honest. But who cares? <laughs> like, if that's your biggest thing, if that's your, uh, you know, your biggest gripe with the NFL, why'd, why'd you watch the Super Bowl in the first place? It just, it's just silly little things that, that I, I just don't get. And you I don't have get opinions. About the this is culture, good. So. This is good. All right, well... That that uh that went very far and and long and and I'm glad to get all that out of you, Christian. I didn't know that was coming. So great stuff. Got fired up. 
it's just it, it flies in the face of common sense i feel like okay all right well i, I think we can put that to rest i mean we still got to do the hero there's other couple things we want to talk about and you hero know, we, can't, the week, we can't do this show for espn <laughs> Well, that's not I'm who I picked, I guess. Hero. Well, before we do the hero, though, I wanna I wanna let our our current viewers and and listeners in on a on a special little little promo we're doing here for anybody who's watching or listening to this particular show. <gasps> look at that! That's that's what I'm wearing. That's, so you may have noticed we got this brand new hat, Hockey Night in New York. Love it. Uh, if I do say so myself, pretty hot. Pretty oh, nice. it's great. Yeah, pretty nice. So it's going to be the summer accessory. It's going to be the accessory of the summer. Yeah, you know, you, you you got the cooling in the back, right? You know, the mesh. Yeah. And you, and you got the... Uh, <laughs> I'm totally blowing this. Yeah, <laughs> got, I don't know where you You got the sway in the front. I try and go with you. I appreciate wow. that. So anyway, for everybody... I saw my arms that moving is, in the... <laughs> for everybody sure. that is watching or listening to this episode, as you can see up here, if you use... If you go to HockeyNightNY.com and you, and you, and you use... Promo code POD five off P O D the number five O F F. You will get five dollars off this brand new hockey night in New York hat, and that includes you, Christian. You can get it too. You can get it too. So yeah, just want to share that with you guys. Hit it up. Hope you guys like it. And it does. Um, it matches the reverse retro. It, it certainly does. Yeah, which was does. the whole idea when we designed this hat. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, we, exactly. We, first of all, we knew that the Islanders were going to wear it. Basically, right around when we released the design of the hat onto our social yeah, media Lou Lamarillo actually called us personally <laughs> to tell us that they were going to make those reverse retros. So we knew all along. Yeah. That's how we got the head start on these hats, and we so, made them. Yeah, it's not a coincidence in the least. Yeah, so we're just that yeah. shrew of businessmen. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You should all be very savvy. Impressed. I believe is the word you would use. Whatever. Savvy. I'm, I'm, so there you go, folks. The two of us. HockeyNightNY.com. You can grab this beautiful hat. Get five dollars off. Pod five off is the promo code. Rock and roll. So with that, Christian, hat. can we? Yeah, I think I think so. If I do say so myself. Well, you've been saying so yourself the entire. I time? have to. I have to. We got You got to push it. So with that, you ready for the hero? Let's do it. Let's do the hero of the week. Of the week. When There's you hear the, the song. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, take... I don't want to do it. I don't okay. Know. When you hear the song, ladies and gentlemen, I just to make fun. Of you. That means that's fine. That means it's time for the hero. Of the week brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero. And this week, being the egomaniacs that we are, the Half Price Hero is the Hockey Night in New York with grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, mozzarella cheese, avocado in a wrap. And little insider tip here get that thing heated up. And Melt that mozzarella. It's real nice. Hot, hot sauce. A little extra hot sauce. It's real nice. They do a great job over there at the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, as the majority of you know. So, folks, head on over there. You can get the Hockey Night in New York starting tomorrow, Tuesday through Sunday, until we announce a brand new hero. So, with that said, Christian Arnold, let's let's rattle it off here. I think you're going first, right? Me? Oh, okay. I guess. Okay. Doesn't matter. Whether whether I'm right or wrong, let's go with you. And so I push this button. No, that's the, that's the one you pushed last time. So you did go first last week. Yeah, see that? See, that's, 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 that's not right. But I, so... This is a, you so, did that on purpose no, this time. It says my name on top of it, right? So right. why would I be? Oh, you know what? I understand what's going on. I understand what's going on. Anyway, it only took this is my hero. Many shows. Okay, this is. Oh, it worked. I'm looking at the wrong screen. My hero of the week is, is Kiefer Bellows. You're killing it, bro. Kiefer Bellows. This is why you run the buttons, son. I just sit here. That's why I run the buttons and look in a very mediocre fashion. Uh, Kiefer Bellows, I think, deserves a lot of praise after the weekend he's had coming in. 
in a situation that was going to be rough for him taking, not taking the spot of Undersley, but because that he's trying to fill some of the void and obviously redeem himself a little bit after the opportunity he was given earlier in the month and not, or I should say in February, earlier earlier in February, Mm -hmm. not being able to take advantage of this time around. He came out flying. Um, what do you have? Three goals in, in two nights. Correct. Uh, which was a huge thing for the Islanders. This past obviously. weekend. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. I understand yeah. how Saturday and Sunday is working. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, he, he fit right back into the lineup. He was the key for Bellis that we had saw earlier in the season when Barry Trotz was saying he was starting to trust his game and trust right. him more and different, different, um, you know, different responsibilities. So. I think it's great to see. It's what you want to see. The one thing that uh, we were talking about before the show with Kiefer yeah. was the fact that he's streaky. He's very streaky. Unlike Oliver Wallstrom, what, what was the way you put it? You said you trust Oliver Wallstrom now. Ah, uh, yes, our little pre-show yes. powwow. I, but I thought it was such a good comment I wanted to bring it back Oh, to thanks, it. Christian. You're nice sometimes. So, yes, I, I'm at the point with Oliver Wallstrom where I think he's the real deal. Yeah. Now, that's not me saying I think he's 50 to 60 goal real deal or anything like that. I just think he's established himself. He's going to be a mainstay on this roster yeah. for a long time. I think that he's, Certainly he's shown. Yes, this, the guy's shown that he can score goals. He's got plenty of confidence out there. He looks really comfortable, and that shot is going to take him places. Yeah, He keeps whipping those pucks. It's going to work out well for him. It's going to work out well for the Islanders. Now, great that Bellows had three goals over this past weekend, Saturday right. and Sunday, against the New Jersey Devils, Christian. But I still need to see more out of him. Like, it's, it's funny because when he had his first kind of flash in the pan, I think it was his first game against the LA Kings, he puts two goals in and yeah. then he disappears. Yeah. Right? Um, that said, I think he looked good this weekend outside of just scoring the goals. He looked like he belonged. He looked a lot more comfortable out there. And that was, yeah. that was the thing. You didn't see him look. And I think to, to a certain extent, I saw it and I kind of remember looking back on those games now, but the, it almost looked like he was trying to do too much he, with, with the puck away from the puck. He just didn't look as comfortable, especially towards the end there. He got away what was from what was making him successful early on when he was in the lineup early in the season. As he got further down the line, seemed like he was gripping the stick a little bit too tight. He was trying to get back to where he was before, and it was just he almost looked frustrated at times. So right. he didn't look like that over the weekend. He looked like the Kiefer Bellis that we saw be successful. But you're right. He is very streaky. He certainly needs to re-earn a lot of that trust that Barry Trotz had in his game earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. I think the first two games that the first two games he's been able to play in this weekend were a good step in the right direction, and that's why he's my hero of the week. And I mean, he, his goal won the game on Saturday. I love it. No, you're absolutely right. And and look, the timing could not have been more perfect. Yes. Anders Lee goes out, he steps in, and he not only gets the tying goal on Saturday, he gets the game winner, right? And that mm-hmm. was actually that was all all uh, Ali and. Uh, Kiefer, I almost call him Brian, his dad's name. Um, it was all both of them that night. They had yes. all the goals, all three goals. So, I mean, that's great. I mean, we're in a good time here for, for the Islanders, not only the results, but also just getting so much production from, from everywhere. Well, from everywhere, but from the young guys. Yes. We're not talking about too many busts. We're not talking about too many guys that, that you know, they were drafted high and they're not doing so well, right? Yeah. The majority, I- everybody's kind of. You know, as advertised. Everyone's oh, starting to in. become as advertised. Yes, everyone's ca- getting to that spot where Islander fans expect the, expected them to be, or they're kind of reinventing who they are in the case yeah. of Michael Dow Cole. Right, right. Um, and Noah Dobson certainly fell into right into place where you needed him to be this yeah, season, especially absolutely. when you talk about the youngies. And Oliver Wallstrom coming in, uh, given a little bit more time to develop and to get his game in the right spot. And Barry Trotz puts him in the lineup, and he's... Hasn't found a reason to take him out since. So that's certainly been a good thing to see from the Islanders. And uh, especially with Anders Lee out, that's going to be a big thing. No doubt about it. And now it's time for my hero. And that's this guy right here. Brock Nelson. 
Brock Nelson, Christian, three goals this past week. American hero, from what I understand. <laughs> a real American hero, yeah. just like G.I. Joe. Yeah, three goals, one on the power play. This guy has reemerged this season. We we talked about earlier on how he had a slow start, basically mm-hmm. that whole second line, right. Villiers before right. he got hurt, Bailey, still trying to find his way a little bit. He's gotten better. He has. He's gotten better. He has. But you look at Brock Nelson here with the goals this week. He's he's now you know towards the top of the team. He I might have. He's he, a goal behind it. I think. There you or go. Maybe, maybe he tied it with with the last game. I have to. I'll check. But well, he's got seven points in his last right seven there. games. He's got what six goals and an assist, I believe. So I mean, Brock Nelson is back to the form that we saw him at last year with Barry Trotz, which is huge because look, all these support you know characters are going to have to step up support now. Characters support players, support characters. I mean, you know, either one. I think I think you can go either way with that. Thanks. So, you know, Brock. Brock again, is actually tied for the team leading goals. There you go. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time before he takes it over, I would, I would presume. Well, because, yeah, Andersley is the one who has the team leading goals. So you would imagine because he's not playing. But thank you for pointing right. out. Right. No, that's, that's, that's why I was it's saying that. It's good that you did that. Right. So, <laughs> Brock Nelson, he's back. <laughs> he's playing very well. In fact, it coincides. Almost uh, to the T, I dropped him from one of my fantasy teams, and uh, he immediately started scoring goals. So, well, I mean, that's, that's exactly makes why. Sense to me. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll ask <laughs> right. him to make sure he's made, Give me all the credit. He's made yeah. available for, yeah. to the media. I'll be like, did you specifically start <laughs> scoring to say, despite Sean Cuthbert? Right, right. We all um, know because that that's I, I wouldn't blame you if you did. Right. Okay, so there's your heroes, folks. Remember, <laughs> it is brought to you by our, our great friends at the Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Remember, you can get the half-price hero, the Hockey Night in New York with grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, mozzarella, <laughs> avocado, in a wrap. This picture. Half off. <laughs> Joe What's McGrath that? won on, on, uh, on Twitch. Yeah. Goes just a brutal pick of Brock. <laughs> and it, 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 I looked at Buddy, it, and it's not, uh, it's not the best picture, but he, then again, those, those media day, those photo day headshots are never the Might greatest. have been a rough morning. Never Maybe a rough greatest. night the night before. Who knows? But I love the, I love the live commentary. Yeah. Especially tonight. It's been great. Love it. This is, this is why we did, this is why we did Twitch. If we can get the live commentary in there. Uh, well, absolutely. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's very convincing. I didn't know what to say to that. I, I agree with you. It's it's Good. great I feedback like and interaction with yes. our with our listeners and our viewers, and um, it's been a lot of fun since we've been able to implement it. It has, it has, and that sounded sincere. So I want you to shut your face. That's not nice, Christian. You know, again, a lot of fire from you today. You got real fired up about ESPN. It's like you were just waiting for it. Careful, man. Careful. Don't don't dismantle the set. The show's not over yet. Be careful. You can't see it on your screen, but he almost he almost ruined almost everything. Broke the thing, right? So I, I feel like know. there's there's a lot that we wanted to cover <laughs> that we haven't because we went on the ESPN tirade, courtesy of you, and wow. we spent a lot of time with Dave, which was which, which was phenomenal. And look, you know, you got JGP and Dobson; they were out. We know JGP's back. Hopefully, same thing with Dobson. Uh, Sebastian Aho stepped in, and he even got on the score sheet. He actually. It was. I mean, it was more or less his goal, right? The Bellows goal. Oh, that's what I said to you night. before. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I stealing mean, he your words. Basically, shot it off, shot it off of, and went in. Yeah, but uh, Bellows gets the credit. Bellows gets the credit. But to his credit, he's in right, the right place. Spot right, at the exactly. Right time. He he went to the net. He's where he was supposed to be. And without Anders Lee in, in on the ice, you need a guy that's going to go to the dirty area and get those kind of gritty goals. And maybe that's where Kiefer Bellows' bread and butter becomes. You know, another Minnesota guy, also you know, Anders Lee. <laughs> Right, uh, they, maybe they maybe the just... Minnesota guys are known for crashing the net in hockey. That's that's their that's their calling card. Maybe, maybe we'll it could see. be theirs. It could, it could, and also Austin 
Danger Zarnik got into the lineup. Danger's my middle name. Love having fun with the buttons there. Danger's my middle name. One more time? No, no. I won't do it again. All right. Danger's so, my middle name. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> yeah, Austin Zarnik gets in there. I thought he acclimated himself pretty fine. well. Yeah. Right. It, it, it wasn't a... So, you know what it is, Christian? It's another cup of coffee for him. Listen. Yeah. It was more like it was more like a uh, espresso shot because I don't necessarily know he was out there playing a long time. You look stunned. I just I just didn't know what to say to that. It's okay. It's all right. You're at a loss for words. It's fine. Yeah, I, but he he was good. He looked I fast. Was so impressed by he your genius. But oh, uh, okay, thank you. No, no, that was sarcastic. Oh, I could. I want to make sure I that's. A, I want to make that abundantly clear. Appreciate that. Um, Everybody does. Yeah, Zarnik in the lineup. Fine. He was fine. <laughs> he was fine. He was swell. He didn't. He didn't go out of his way to do anything wrong. I, he didn't overly impress me. But for the role that he was playing and for the minutes that he was playing, I think that's exactly what you wanted out of Austin Danger Zarnik. Danger's my middle name. <laughs> See, you love it. You love it. And who continues to impress? I'm kind of tied it into the hero. But Wallstrom, uh, another rip on Saturday. That first goal yeah. for the Islanders. The guy can shoot, man. That's why I'm excited. No, absolutely. The and Isle- okay, and. The shootout winner last night. Yeah. Kid can rip the shot. Can't he, though? Can't he? He, he can. He can. Yeah. He's very capable. He's very capable. Yes. I mean, that's... We talked about this Can't before. say enough about it. We talked about this before. And uh, the fact that you have a guy that's, that can has that firepower, has a shot like that, something that Islander fans have been, have been calling for for a very long time, I'm desperately trying not to move my hands while I'm talking. And I can see my hand... My, Body you're literally moments. as you're explaining that you're moving your hands. I, I you know. realize that, right? I know. Yeah, just um, just you tough. know, pretend you're saying it's a tough. prayer or <laughs> you're in an office setting or something. But, but Wall Street, I mean, I'm putting. I'm literally. You you have arms. a problem. I have my, you I have, have a problem. problem. Yeah. <laughs> you're seeing something that Islander fans have desperately been calling for for the team to bring in. Yes. And now, yes. not only ha- do they have that, but they have it from in, from an internal source that they don't have to go out and. and trade assets for and um he's a guy that's on an elc so they don't have to really deal with paying him for the next couple of years or worry about a contract for the next couple of years at least and a guy that's going to even grow and get even better as time goes on i agree with you i think i think you've seen just from the small sample size of what of what wallstrom is Mm -hmm. and i think that's enough to say he is the real deal or that there is something special there yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be a regular nhler yeah. On this New York Islander squad, hopefully potting between twenty-five to forty goals, and hey, <laughs> score some more if you want. Go crazy, get fifty. Why not? I mean, we shouldn't keep be, shooting the puck. We shouldn't be surprised at, at his skill level. Um, obviously, Oliver Wallstrom has a, a bit of a pedigree for for scoring impressive goals. Not only awesome hockey player, awesome hockey player, exactly yeah. amazing. That, that, no, amazing that hockey clip player. I've seen a million yeah. times over the last. It is uh, it is an official Islanders meme. You're going to be seeing it for a long time. Amazing hockey player. Joey McGrath was a little disappointed, though. He was hoping he'd see the uh, shootout move that he, he made as a nine-year-old brought out hey, in the shootout look, against the Devils. The guy just, just, you know, has just established himself with the team. Give him some time here. I mean, he gave you the winner last night. I'm, he might bring that out. He won't. They, he would get murdered if he did that. <laughs> you can't do that in the NHL. You can't. But maybe, it was impressive. Maybe wait another year or two until he's bars all level status, and then you can go on a breakaway and just put the puck between your legs and backhand it. See that you can do. You can get away with that. You can get away with that. But like anything beyond that, like the what the Michigan, you know, like that, you're going to get put into the boards for trying that thing, you know. And the and the and the the Wallstrom thing. You just can't really. It's not a showboaters league. 
I know you hate that, but I do. I do. I want. I want. I want us to go back to the days when Devin Taze is m- mimicking uh, <laughs> the what's the, who was it? Um, Kuznetsov. Yes, Yanni Kuznetsov. Yeah. And a, and yeah. No, he paid dearly for that. I. I still. I would have. No. I would have had him do it every. He game. probably every time they played the Washington over Capitals. in Colorado. He probably still doesn't smile after the goal. <laughs> I mean, I, I maybe it was you. Someone pointed out. I don't think I ever saw him celebrate another goal after that. No. After uh, that, he was just like, okay, I scored, cool, but. I want. I, if I was him, I would have done it the next game. The next game they play the Washington Capitals because you know what? I've said this before. I'm, I know I have. But sports, it's meant to be competitive. It's meant to obviously be fun, but being competitive, especially in, in the NHL. <clears throat> and if I'm scoring a big goal, I'm going to celebrate the way I want to. You don't like it? So go do what the Capitals didn't beat me. So if that's, if, that's if, all it is. if you're a men's league guy... If you if you score a big goal in a men's league oh, game, oh, I'm going through the glass. <laughs> oh, I'm God. jumping through the glass. Ooh, uh, okay, all right, you're that guy. No, but I, right. I just don't understand this 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 like, again. This is a big culture thing I, issue I have with hockey. I don't understand why we're why everyone is so everyone walks on eggshells to celebrate a big moment. Like Devontae's had a big goal and a big moment there, and he did something off the cuff, and it was funny and it was great, but. To my point, though, the Capitals didn't like it, so what did they do? They came back and they beat the Islanders. That's right. fine, but it, sports, you, you yeah. got to just have the gumption to back that up. Back and, no, it up. And, and if and if the Caps didn't come back and win, nobody would have had a problem, and yeah. he'd still be doing stuff like that. Actually, he'd I, still I be, don't know. He'd still be I, celebrating goals. I think I think I, uh, Lou and and Barry would have had a problem with it regardless. Okay, that's possible. I'll give, so. that. I'll give um, you that. I can't say that for a fact, but my gut feeling is it would have been an issue. You John don't, Tortorella. You don't know it for a fact. You ice. just know it to be true. Yeah. Well, I would. And I was gonna say John Tortorella would have taken him off the ice in that moment. Wouldn't even, he would. Mm, we might have never seen him. Maybe. Play again. Well, he doesn't coach the Islanders, so we don't have to worry about that. I know, but I'm just saying there are coaches in, the, in this league that, again, part of why players don't show that fun side. The part of that reason why hockey is so culturally, mm. pop culturally obscure sometimes is because they're not allowed to be on the ice and show that kind of emotion and passion and personality. There's a threshold. There's a threshold. You see some fun stuff every now and then. But not to dwell on that, we've got more stuff to talk about, and the time is, is, is moving on here. Ilya Sorokin. Let's talk about him a little bit. Gets Never another win. Well, Is he good? I, I think he's pretty good. He's, he's showing his, his worth out there. You know, I don't know if he's, he's on the Varley level just yet. No. He's not. He's not. He's not. But he looks good out there. He has had a pension for, li- for letting in the, the odd... Goal or two, weak goal, the questionable yeah. goal that the phrase that I hate everybody uses. Oh, he wants that one. He back. really wants that one back. He yeah. really would have liked to have that one back. Just can't. I, I think just, I think goaltenders are like most goals they give up back. <laughs> right, all of them they would they would yeah. want back. Right, but like just just say it was a bad goal. Yeah, just say like that's that's the that's the press coverage version of the of the thing you're complaining about on the ice. Right, because you try to you try to say it a nice way. I mean, th- what you're really trying to say is the goal sucked. It was a bad goal, but uh, that's one he really wants back. It was a bad goal. He should have stopped it. That's what that means. Just say it. Just say it. And if you have to be tactful about it, fine. But what, what does that even? He, oh, that's one he would really like back. See, now you got me going on a rant. I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. I we're, agree with we're you. We're airing all our grievances we're, on, we're on the same page. I think it's a stupid saying. I think it's a, it's a very overused, stupid saying. Of course, every goaltender wants every goal they ever gave up in their entire career back. They would take every one of them back if they could. The difference yeah, nobody is, wants to give up goals. The difference is that one was a bad goal. So just say it. It's a bad Thank goal. Thank you, Christian. So now that, now that you're on the same page with me, that's what I want to see out of you. No more at C underscore Arnold zero one. 
that's one that Sorokin really would have liked to have. Back I don't there. think I've ever tweeted. Oh yes, you I don't have. think I've ever tweeted. Yes, that. you have. I am not about to go through your timeline, but I'm telling you, you did it. I I don't think so. You I are a liar. I'm not a liar. I'm telling you, I just don't think I have. You're a liar. So now that now that we're on tweeting and pad stuff, well, do we have any more thoughts on Sorokin? No, I think that I, I think where you were going with this conversation before we went way off course yeah. was that um, Sorokin's gotten a couple more wins here since we last yeah. talked. They haven't been the prettiest wins. They haven't been but the wins. best wins, but the win is a win is a win. Right. And I think where I was going to go with that hands. I could see my hand moving this whole time. Christian, it's fine. Just let it let it go, man. Just be you. If you got to move the hands, move the hands, man. It's not a big deal. And what I would take away from those two the the few performances he had since the last time we talked and and some of the wins that have not necessarily been the best looking wins. Yeah. It's all part of the growing process with with Sorokin. I think that it's part of the growing process with the team as well. You you have some guys that are still adjusting to new roles and on the ice and everything like that. But as far as Sorokin goes, it's him adjusting to the NHL. He's getting wins, which says a lot. Yeah. Even on his his worst games, it seems like he's getting wins now. And I wouldn't even call them his worst games. But I, and what right. I'm trying he's to get at is games. they're they're sluggish efforts. They're not great. You know, bad rebound control here or there. He's giving up some goals that yeah, they were great. noticeable. Yeah, the other night. Um, yeah. And so that's part of the growing process, but he's still finding ways to win. He's still making those big saves at the end of the day that the team needs in those big moments. And that's where it comes in. That's where, go ahead. To use another cliche, Christian, he's giving the team a chance to win. Right, but at least that cliche makes sense. It does. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Even though he might have had one or two he wanted to have back, maybe. He might have (laughs) won. It's terrible. But yeah, so it's it's just part of that maturing process for him as he as he again adjusts to life in the NHL and adjusts just to the different game, the North American game, game compared to the European game. Okay, so I was starting to say speaking of Twitter, and we talked about this a little bit before the show. I wanted to bring it up here on the air because I kind of have a bone to pick with the Twitter coverage of. Um, not just the Islanders. I'm sure this happens everywhere. Hockey in general. That and 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 for those of you watching along with us, feel free to chime in if you have something to say about it. So if you haven't tuned out, <laughs> Sean right, yelling and on. complaining about everything about hockey related. Right. Here's another thing that we, we hate that Sean hockey. hates about hockey. So if All you right. want to listen, stay tuned. If not, I understand you're probably switched over to order your Hockey Night in New York hat. Yeah. Uh, with the yeah. promo code. You lost it already, don't you? Hold on. There you go. The promo code pod five pod off. Five off. There you go. So you get five dollars, five percent. That's what. Yeah, dollars. That's five what, dollars, yeah, dollars off ducats. Of, <laughs> five dollars off the hockey night in yeah. New York hat available. Way to bring that back in, man. Yeah, I love that. Where is it available? Where can they go to get hockeynightny.com? Yeah, go to hockeynightny.com. The main page. It's right there. Go get it. As long as the as as well as the beautiful uh, NH uh, retro ninety four yes 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 Genesis hockey shirt. All right. Very All right. fashionable. Finish your complaint. All right, right. So here's, we're losing okay. all. We're losing. We're losing everybody. As, They're as, gone. They're, everybody's gone. It's fine. It's just me and you now. So that's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We're going to talk about it anyway. All right. So I was talking to Christian about this before the show. Mm-hmm. Now, in this this day and age of of multimedia, uh, like to the tenth degree. Okay. So picture this. Right. You're watching the game. You're the seeing game. the game. You're seeing what unfolds on the ice, right? Am I am then, I listening to the Brendan Burke? This is where I'm going. Or is right? this a national coverage game? What kind of game am I it's watching? It's a game. <laughs> just, just please let me continue, please. So you're watching the game, right? You can see what's happening on the ice. Then you have Brendan Burke and Butch Goring telling you 
what's happening on the ice, right? Okay. Then you take it to... But what s- if I live out of state? Am I, am I watching on a You might have TV? other broadcasters telling you what's happening. The point is you have two professionals in the booth telling you what's happening, right? Okay. Or you might be in the car. You might have the radio. Well, no, the car doesn't work here. You might be listening to the radio broadcast and you have Chris King telling you what's going on. But the point is there's, there's your first couple of degrees on being presented what's happening in the game, right? Then you're following along on social media. You take it there. And then you have the New York Islanders Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Islanders go up 3-2. Mm-hmm. Islanders go down 3-2. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Dobson takes a penalty. Uh, we're underway, uh-huh. right? Then you have you, Arthur Staple, right. Brian Compton, Andrew Gross, mm-hmm. Molly Walker, people with press credentials, people without press credentials, mm-hmm. covering the team mm-hmm. and telling everybody what they can see right in front of their faces, mm-hmm. what they can hear if they have the audio on when the commentary is going on. Like, it's completely unnecessary. Why? Why do you guys do it? Why? What if <laughs> What if I'm at work and I can't watch it on television? I mean... There's a lot of people that do that. Okay. Or have other things going on, and they're just following along on Twitter. Because I, have gotten, like four I have gotten a lot of tweets about, oh, I'm at work, thank you so much for tweeting. Just feel like that, that there's not a wide audience for that, you know? I mean, yeah, sure, some people work at night. But most people are, are home watching the game or at the game. Let's. It just seems a bit much that you have 17 people on Twitter all telling you at the same time that the Islanders gave up a goal. Like, forget about that. How about just give me your angle on it. Give me your opinion. At least, at least then it's something worth reading. Because not to take anything away from you, Christian, and your coverage, but there's at least three or four other sources being the game itself and Brendan Burke who are already telling people what's happening. I was looking at something. What were you saying? Words? Oh, I was saying a lot of words directed at you. I, was, I wasn't listening. What were you saying? Oh man, I'm just saying. No, just... I heard you. I heard you. I heard <laughs> oh, you were playing funny. Yeah, I'm playing oh. funny. All right. Um, no, what did I say earlier? I said. I said. <laughs> right, we screened this conversation beforehand. We did. So it's not, I, I'm we, not putting Christian is, on the spot here. This is scripted. What was my line after that? <laughs> what was it? Oh, right. I said to you. Yeah. That uh, I don't know why we do it. I don't know. Um, and then I said to you, if you lined all of us up, that... This is good. Keep going, but we got a great comment in the chat. I, I don't know if you lined us up that... Oh, this and you asked each one of us, we would, I probably have no idea what the actual answer to that would be. Yes, yeah, you said that was something like that. That's yeah, what like, it was. Like, I get it. You guys, you're, you're doing your jobs. You're covering the game. But I got to tell you, pal, we don't need at CA Arnold, CA underscore Arnold, whatever your tag is, whatever your name is. To tell us what is my name? That, that the Islanders just went on the power play because 17 other people already told us. Well, unless I'm first, in which case, then I, <laughs> then someone right, else you, you may have tweeted out the millisecond before everybody else. But, you know, I'm, look, I'm just trying to look at this through a logical lens here, and it just seems like it's a waste. I, and maybe somebody agrees with me out there, disagrees, but I love that uh, Millar Media 22, on purpose next game, have them all tag Sean. <laughs> I will. Uh, which would be hilarious. I actually might do that. I can, I I would, I can send that I around. would shut my phone off. I can send that around. <laughs> but I, if, I mean. See if I can get Andrew. Just, and, just doesn't make I know sense. Andrew, I know B Comp would do that. Of course he, he would. would do that. Of course he would. And Gross would probably do that if I, t- if I asked him to. He's a, he's a, he's a gamer. Okay, well, well, good luck in that. No, in that I, I think journey. to answer your your actual Please. question, there somebody else has got to be thinking it. I'm no, I'm sure, a lot of people think it. I, I mean, it was funny that you mentioned that, and I do remember what what I was going to say to you on on a serious note. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was our boy Maddie the Usher, right? The one that did the video, Maddie Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Usher. Yeah, um, yeah. 
He Who? wants Alex Ovechkin this summer. Yes, yes. If you didn't know, <laughs> right. and he's, and Alex he made Ovechkin, a guest appearance on uh, on the show. Alex right? Ovechkin is right here. not on the top of our list. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we, we're still we're still there. Yeah. But I, I, what I was saying was, it's funny that you, you said that. I forget if it was during the playoffs or at the start of the season. Matt, Matt had actually tweeted because I follow him. He goes, "I for I something to the effect of." I forgot how annoying it is that not only do I have the Islanders reporters tweeting it, tweeting what's going on in the game, but I have these no-name wannabes tweeting what's going on in the game. I'm, the language might be a little stronger than the one Matt right. actually wrote, and right. I'm sure he'll correct me if I'm right. wrong. But uh, there's something to be said for it. I'm sure there, there's something to be said for it. Uh, Mel, Mel or Mania said they, they have different followers, which is true, but not really. Um, we, can, everyone, we, can, we, can we take, like... Egos out of the picture here for a second. Like, if you're following Christian Arnold for your Islander coverage, you're already co- you're already following at NY Islanders, right? Oh, I mean, you're, you're already following the Islanders. Well, you're already following the Islanders Twitter account. You're already following Andrew. You're already fo- following Arthur. Perhaps I'm no, see, no, I'm not, not even perhaps. Tra- I'm not even trying to go there with it. No, no, no. But I am okay. Fine. You're following those guys, but that's my you're point. following me. Right. So, like, hey. again, you're getting you're getting the televised version of it. You're getting you're getting the play by play version of it. And then you're getting the Islanders telling you on Twitter. So it's like... Well, the Islanders' Twitter account is its own thing. I don't consider that the same as, as a tweet from, from, a, from a reporter or, or, you know, an analyst or something like that. It's a different animal. Uh, and you, I don't think well, people... it should be. That's what I'm getting at. Let the Islanders tell you that they just went on the power play. They just killed it, you know. Or if you're going to say penalty kill by the Islanders, say something about how they did. Say something about, you know, how they performed. That was a terrible power play or whatever. Instead of just – nobody needs – as far as I'm concerned, nobody needs you guys to tell us what our eyes already see. Give us an angle, you know. And yet people still follow and watch it. But they follow you for other reasons because you give great – Content at nyihockeynow.com. That's why. Well, that's very kind of you to right? say. And you can subscribe by going to <laughs> nyihockeynow.com. Yes. Click the subscription button. There you go. And, See? Uh, you got a plug in. Yeah. $30 for the year. Uh, $3.99 <laughs> for the month. It's a great deal. It is a great deal. He does uh, a good job. And you can read my latest column. Pains me to say it. Oh, that's very nice of you. I know it did. I know that must have hurt so yeah, much. No, my soul is burning right now. You can read my latest column. It's not because the, I'm a ginger. By the way, <laughs> by the way, you can read my latest column about uh, the Islanders being put to the test with the Lee injury, along with some of the COVID issues that we they've had over the last uh, seventy two or uh, forty eight hours. There or you so. go, pal. Uh, nice article. Sean actually gave it a once over before it went live, so he got a sneak peek. Proofread it, did a little editing. Not proofread. Yeah, I, I yeah. wanted him to look at it and yeah. give, give me feedback mm-hmm. on the, on the content. I had to fix some things for him. You fix like one. so. You're gonna give me like a cut of that uh, that subscription no, <laughs> fee that you no. just talked about. No, no, no. <laughs> Editor's absolutely fee. Not. No, absolutely. All right, that's fine. I did it out of the kindness of my heart. Yeah. No. No. It right. was. It was, a, it was a nice thing. So now that we've gone on tangent number forty nine, do you want to reel it back in? Do you have anything else to say about that? About the Twitter? Yeah. yeah. I think, just about. You I think know, you need to get a life. Wow. I don't, I don't <laughs> no. think that was necessary. I think this is a valid conversation. I think Joe McGarth, McGrath, one. McGarth. Had a, had a, I'm sorry. I was wanting to see this. Joe McGrath had a great thing. Sean, just put the phone down. Pick up a bar- marker. There you go. I'm pretty sure you still have a couple uh, offsides in your, your fridge. Do. So, yeah. There you go. Maybe I'll have one to get me through the rest of the night thinking about the repetitiveness that is. Melomini also mentions you also, you also give different updates. You could talk about a big check from Clutterbuck that Andrew hasn't told us about, which is true. There's different perspectives. Different people see different things. That's fine. But see, that's more of a, hey, I caught something interesting as opposed to aisles on the power play. Trottier, Everybody knows that. Trottier19 says, it's good for those of us who watch three games at a time and miss stuff. Those of us 
lunatics, LOL. <laughs> All right. Well, so, good. Okay, we're finding some rationale for it. I still think it's overkill, but that's fine. But the majority, the majority that have responded in the chat. We, yeah, we don't know if that's the case, but okay. the majority. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad I was able to... Um, Vent? Yes. Yes. So thank you, everyone, for giving me this medium that you had no choice but to watch or well, listen to. Well, I mean, to. they could have turned it off, too. Assuming they stuck around is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. then... I don't know about that. It looks like a lot of people have left. <laughs> it's possible. Which I don't blame them. It's possible. All right. So we, we covered that. I got it off my chest. It's out there. Nick Letty's on pace for an 80, uh, sorry, a 50-point season in an 82-game schedule. Nick Letty, while his defensive effort has been a little iffy at points this year, I certainly, well, I mean, earlier <laughs> earlier in the year, there's a lot of talk about him and Mayfield on yeah. the, on the part. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Okay. What I was going to say is his offensive production has been very good to the point, though, where the the fact that he's been doing so well, I think, has almost flown under the radar by a lot of people. I think I think it was you and I that were talking where you it was. went, I didn't even know he was doing this good or he had, had this many points. Yeah, so it's, yeah. um, it's great to see the Islanders need that and they need the contributions from everyone, especially with the circumstances they're in right now. Agreed. Yeah, you pointed something out. I thought you wanted me to respond to it. And that's I, what did. I did. Yes. I, that's exactly what I wanted, and thank you. So we agree that Nick Letty is playing well, and he's putting a lot of offense up there. Again, under the radar, like we've said in previous shows that you've forgotten about, that you know he hasn't been that go-to guy. I thought you it's wanted me to respond to what you were saying. You know what? I'm about to pull Pierce Morgan and walk off the set. I think you're overreacting. I think you need to lay off the coffee or whatever it is that you're hitting before the shows. Not, I didn't have anything. the blood pressure is up, and you know you got fiery about the ESPN thing. I think that was a little uncalled for. It was a little uncalled for. <laughs> yes. talking about it's a little uncalled for. I didn't mean that at all, but it got you riled up. That's all that matters. <laughs> Done. I quit. I need, all right. So Nick Letty, everybody. He's doing great. He's doing great. Slam down. And- Fourth line continues to play well. Matt Martin with another goal. Cal got hurt for a little while. He came back. Anything you want to add there? Okay. I think you just winked at me. It <laughs> was strange. My eye twitched. Okay, and and <laughs> the power play sputtering out a bit. Couldn't solve the NJD penalty kill, even mm-hmm. though they're awful. <laughs> so, uh, well, like most. Let's all scary. let's all pour one out for the February two thousand twenty. I saw your tweet power play about that. That was actually kind of funny. Oh, thanks, man. Maybe give it an RT next time. Maybe no, a little like. Not. Put a little heart uh, on no, there. I'm good. No. You don't want to give me credit publicly? Just, well, I guess you kind of did I just now. Did. Yeah, I guess that's true. But at the time, though, you know, I could have used your support there, man. You're my, you're my wingman here. You're, you're, you're the goose to my maverick, except you don't die at the end. No, thank you. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want you. that. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. See, we can be, we can be nice to each other sometimes. See, we gotta, we gotta hang out one night at a bar and find a, a piano. And um, perform great balls of fire. See, clearly you've never seen Top Gun because you don't know no. where I'm going. I'm a no. Maverick Goose. You're like, who the hell are these people? No, I, I understand the references. Meg Ryan, I believe, was, was Goose's love interest in that movie. No, I understand yeah. the references because, you you know, everyone understands the Top Gun references. I've just I would seen, hope so. never seen the movie. Then after that, we're going to go to the beach and we're going to play volleyball in jeans. No shirts, just jeans. Is this, play well, volleyball. We're still, still on a... Uh... Well, dude, it's like one of the greatest montages of, of 1980s film was Val Kilmer... Tom Cruise at all <laughs> playing volleyball on the beach, man, in jeans. Completely impractical, but they did it anyway. Which one of these buttons ends this show? None of them. Well, one of them technically for the audio part of it. We're having fun. Everybody's having Danger's fun. Danger's my middle name. Yeah, we, we did that already. I wasn't looking for that one. Nope, that's not. All right. So 
So another plug I want to put out there <laughs> before we end the show. RJ Daniels, ladies and gentlemen, been talking about it. Great spot in Rockville Center. They're cu- they're, they have the Islander games going every game, every night. Uh, great specials going on there. You got $5, 16-ounce Barn Rocker Ales, $14 Bud Light Pitchers, $17 Domestic Buckets, $4 Domestic Bottles or Pints. They got food specials going as well. They got the sound going during the game. RJ Daniels, the place to be to watch the Islander games. And I'm sure it's the place to be once the NCAA March Madness starts this week as well. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. I believe also they got a trivia night going there, I think, on Tuesday nights. Wow. Our pal Mikey, he runs that, does a great job. So a lot of fun going on at RJ's, Rockville Center. Danger's so. my middle name. Man, you are. We had a request. Oh, we did. Yeah. That's great, right? <laughs> More Austin Powers, but I got Love it. it. Yeah, Austin Danger's Arnick. That's, 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 we're going with that. Yeah, we have completely derailed the show. A couple of times. No, I mean, but now it's just the train is completely off the tracks. Well, hopefully it's it's at least mildly entertaining for, for everyone else. I think we you know, the look ahead. Caps, D.C., tomorrow night. Caps, big D.C.? Game. The Caps in the District of Columbia tomorrow night. They're playing there. They're not playing at the Nassau Coliseum. I know that. Okay, so there you go. They're playing at well, the— You just said Caps, D.C. <laughs> You're supposed you to tie it together, man. Caps, District of Columbia. Tomorrow night. That's where it's happening. <laughs> well, yes, that now is where it's happening. Yes. That is where it's happening. This is awful. So that's the first big game. <laughs> first big game. Let's go after the string of games against the Devils and the Sabres. I didn't smoke marijuana before the show. I don't know why. And then you got the, uh, the, the fans return, the season ticket holder return Thank to you for Nassau Coliseum Thank you for- on Thursday at Philadelphia yes. Flyers, the first of three, two, three games with the Philadelphia two. Well, for this week, I didn't look beyond because we kind of just go week by week. Oh, true, so true, it's true, probably true. three, <laughs> three, but it's two this week, Thursday, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got <laughs> what's funny now? I don't get it. You got any predictions, man? Well, I would definitely take <laughs> I would take Illinois to cover the spread in their first game of the NCAA okay. March Madness tournament. Right. So, what about the Islanders, man? Three uh, games this week. How many points are they taking? Caps, Flyers, twice. A flyer. This is, I. You know what? I will say that they take um, six of eight. Oh wait, that's not right. That's, that's not <laughs> possible, Christian. <laughs> oh my uh, four god! Of six, I think, is what I meant. I yeah. I, I guess that would be the next reasonable way to put that. Six of eight. Seven of 15. That's an odd number, Christian. That's not possible. Works 100% of the time. It works 60% of the time. Nailed it. So, four of six. Four of six. You stole my guess. I'm going to go. No, I'm not a math guy. You are not. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to. I don't want to agree with you. I was going to go with four two, man. Ah, screw it. Four or six. I'm with you. We're you know, going to ride this train together. You don't want to go six of eight? <laughs> I don't. I don't because then, then I'm not winning any bets because that's just clearly not possible. So I think we're good, man. I think we can wrap this. Uh, oh, I want to hit the button. What button do I hit? Right, I'm going to let you guess. Nope. Not it. Nope. You're wrong every you time. Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Of course. The scene where uh, Baby Groot is. Ah, yes. This is like that. Yes. Nope. No. Yes. Thank goodness. Folks. It's the death button. 
Nobody's dying here. Not with this. Maybe maybe some of the audience did because of because of our antics tonight. But folks, I want to thank you all for tuning into twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. Huge thanks and to David Panyota. With this whatever this was. Right. David Panyota of the fourth period. Great stuff from him. Yes. And a huge thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line, Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and great people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes, including the half-price hero of the week, the Hockey Night in New York. Just mention the show and get it for half off. A huge thanks to Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at thaitechnology.com for all your telecom needs. Or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. And a big thanks to you guys once again. Listeners, again, please give twitch.tv slash hockey night NY a chance. Yes. Give it <laughs> you can you can actually view all the ridiculousness that goes on in this show and now can we hit two buttons at the same time? Yeah, if you want yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it's just a little it. low there, oh. sorry. Yeah, but Austin was in there, yeah. So Folks, thanks so much. If you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Tell your friends. Spread favorite the word. What? Follow Christian. Your favorite, favorite at C podcast. Under, yep, Sabah. that's right. Blah, 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 blah. At C underscore Arnold zero one. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on all your social media platforms. We'll be back regular time next week, Sunday, 8 p.m. Maybe we'll be a little less. To talk about the Islanders taking six of eight points against the three teams that they <laughs> faced this week. They're going to they're gonna magic it. They're going to make it happen. So, folks, thanks a lot. We're heading out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, boy. <laughs>